Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Best sounds of the week. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Also presented by our friends at PXG Minneapolis, working on that golf game, trying to uh, at least knock a few strokes off. And PXG is a golfer's paradise. Check them out in Southdale Center. You can uh, you can swing. Any number of their uh, glorious clubs, the Gen 4 clubs, the Zero to 11 clubs, different price ranges. But check them out, PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center, and find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Boys, it is four-question Friday here on Purple Daily. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad and Declan Goff, our executive producer, who misspelled the word Vikings yesterday. Yeah, and that was me. hammered him. Classic. In the YouTube comments, unlike Kirk, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, yeah, unlike Kirk Cousins, I accept blame. Um, I don't deflect blame to anyone else. So I, uh, I, I will wear my mistake proudly and say, yes, it was on me. Not proudly, I should say, but I'll wear my mistake. Mm. Of all the words, uh, Viking show, yeah. all the words. Of all the words. Yeah, no, it's okay, the... though. You take ownership, and that's, oh. uh, that's all we can really ask. So, Judd, you, uh, you pulled question one here. You're just ripping this off from somebody on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, we're just gonna go. We're just gonna go with that. Someone on Twitter. Top five games in Vikings history in your lifetime. So I was born in 1985. I start with conscious memories of the Vikings in like '91. Declan was born in the early '90s. Um, so give me the, the the top five games, and and I'm interpreting this of the game made you feel good at the end. So even yeah. though there's been some good games, yeah, like, like the NFC Championship game in 2009 was a great game, yeah, but it made you feel terrible at the end. So, yeah, Joe, we'll start with you. What's what's your list of top five games in Vikings history? So, so I'm with you. I interpret this to mean wins, so I didn't include losses, and I also interpret it to mean like my top five personally. So, so like if there's not one here, it's like well, those are the obvious ones. I tried to mix the obvious ones a little bit with what I considered to be the top five that I've seen or been at. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to start with the 1987 playoff upset 
of the vaunted 49ers in San Francisco, 36-24. The Vikings beat uh, the Saints in the first round of the playoffs. They then went to San Francisco, which I think was expected to kick their butt all over the field. And in the divisional round, they won, and it was a huge upset. That's the game that Anthony Carter had a monster statistical game. So that's my that's my fifth one. Uh, my fourth one, 1998, Randy Moss in Green Bay Monday night game. Now, you could pick the Dallas game as well. The Green Bay game stands out to me a little bit more than, than the Thanksgiving game personally because that, to me, was Moss's coming out party of, oh, my God, this this guy's, this guy's not just good. He, or great, he's special. Like, he's changing the game, and we, we've talked about a bunch how the next draft, the Packers, I believe, with their first three picks, took defensive backs who were six feet or taller because they felt that they were too small against Moss. So that game, to me, is the defining Moss game, more so than Thanksgiving Day. Bunch just, of minute, bunch of minute bulls out there, just seven feet. Just yeah, they took Frank Mike, McK- uh, Mike McKenzie, <laughs> um, Edwards, a third, yeah. Fred Vincent was, was a guy that they took. So anyway, uh, Moss in 98. Uh, next one I'm going to go with is one I was at as a kid, 1980, the Kramer to Rashad miracle um, Hail Mary pass that I believe gave the Vikings the NFC Central Division title. Now, that was not a great Vikings team, but it was the last play uh, set up by a hook and ladder play that I think went Kramer past to Joe Sensor, who lateraled to Ted Brown, who got it to like midfield, and, and then ends with Rashad making a catch in the corner of the end zone. As a kid, that was one of the first times that I was in a stadium that absolutely felt like it was going to collapse. Like the Met, it, it the Met was an erector set, basically. I mean, it was like, a rickety stadium to begin yes. with, and, and so it was people like start to get shak- excited. Yeah, it was I can shaking, see. and, and the end was fantastic. And that's the type of play where, as a kid at ten, you you go go home with your friends and try and recreate it. 90 times like throw the bomb yourself and like try and catch it so yeah, me, anyway, me and my friends would just try to recreate wide left kicks as yeah, vikings yeah. fans growing up very, sorry about that but i i, I, I had a lot as a kid yeah as a thing yeah wow <laughs> wow Detroit, man yeah. it's super bowl okay um my next one 2009 again in green bay far from green bay yeah like if there's any defining game to me from 2009 which was a fun year to cover uh but brett Favre in green bay and again it felt when brett Favre came out for warm-ups at the start of that game when the fans had filed in that stadium felt like it was going to take off like it sounded like a jet uh and they were all booze and Sage has talked extensively about that as well. Yeah, Sage, Sage with the great the great quote from Favre, just him talking to to Sage talking to Brett before that game, and you know you look a little nervous there, you know. You know and, and Favre said something along the lines of, "I'm not doing it's really right. hard. It's really hard every day to, to be, be Brett Favre. Favre. Yeah, <laughs> really hard to be Judd Zolkad too. I saw him. Okay, I I opened. Uh, I was just going through Cameo last night. After someone tweeted us asking if we're going to be on Cameo, and I, I've never Great really idea, like by the way. open Cameo. We we should do Cameo, but uh, I started just seeing like which celebrities are in Cameo, and so I inevitably landed on Brett Favre's profile. And Brett Favre's charging like 150 bucks, or, or actually it might be like 400 bucks for a Brett Favre Cameo. He looks a little distant. Oh yeah, he looks hard. Like, he's he's, about that. he's yeah. a lot slower than he's ever been. Like he's I worried about that. I, yeah. I worry about him. Yeah. More than a couple years ago. <laughs> he worries about himself. He's yeah. talked about this extensively. Am I worried about my maybe well, self? Well, let's see. Do I have a brain injury? Who knows? Concussions. 
probably more concussions than you can count on. He has um, a, he had a drug problem Drinking, and he drank too much. Yeah, that's probably not a good combination for a long life. But um, yeah, so so but that game to me from two thousand nine, like that's the memorable. Now now I could pick the Greg the Greg Lewis game as well. That's the staple game from that regular season, the Greg right. Lewis game. But the but but the Favre in Green Bay because that's why he came back right to stick it to the Packers in Green Bay, and then my top one. It has to be the miracle, mm-hmm. the digs catch. I mean, it, it, it was that type of thing for the most part in a game like that. Just to be very clear here, does not happen to the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to give you, so the miracle is number one. I won't go through. I'll just give you my quick list and two honorable mentions. We match on some of these. Number one, the miracle. I have the Favre-Lewis game, number two. Just the like the way yeah, that stadium popped so hard after that game was over. Yep. Um I've got the Vikings destroying the Cowboys in 98 as my 98 game. Mm-hmm. I've got the Vikings destroying the Cowboys in the 09 playoffs, which was like the last great thing from the Brett Favre era. Then it was like 34 to 3 or something. Romo, your guy. The Tony Romo Cowboys. Your, your guy got beat up. It was the last time you felt great with Brett Favre in a Vikings uniform. Yep. And then I also have, for my number five slot here, the Vikings beating the Giants in the 97 wildcard round with an onside kick and a game-winning field goal at the end. They were cooked, and they came back. It was an ugly game, but they, they recovered an onside kick. Honorable mentions for Kirk's win over the Saints, that throw to Thielen mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and Adrian Peterson's 296-yard record-breaking performance, mm-hmm. which you can find a full breakdown uh, breakdown of earlier this week or last week. Yeah, 4th of July weekend on the Purple Daily Podcast. Any, anything we're missing here, Dex, from... From your era? Uh, I mean, yeah, it covers the majority of them. I, I thought the opener at U.S. Bank Stadium was pretty damn cool. Uh, Sam Bradford, the first Sam Bradford game, they beat the Packers. That was a that was a masterpiece. Uh, one from my youth that really, really stands out, and I, I really don't know why. Again, this is just random young Declan that I remember this very fondly. The week before the Nate Poole game, the infamous Nate Poole game in 2003 that knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. The week before that, was a game against the Chiefs. The Chiefs came to town, and I believe they were like undefeated or like 14-1 and going into that game. They had the number one seed. Trent Green had like a ridiculous season. Classic Kansas yeah. City Chiefs, right? Like the, the Minnesota Vikings of the AFC with all these hilarious random quarterbacks they've ran through. And the Vikings kicked the crap out of the Chiefs. Like 40, 45-20 was the final score. Judd, were you there? Saturday game. It was on a yes. Saturday. If I'm I recall at it right correctly, now. no, I was in my apartment in Green Bay on Viking Drive <laughs> watching it on TV. But I remember it was a Saturday game, and yeah, they destroyed them. Yeah, I've forgotten about that game. They Amazing. were twelve and two going into that game, and the Vikings were you know eight and eight and six and still fighting for playoff hopes. But they kicked yeah. the crap out of that Kansas City Chiefs team. And that's right, and, and it made everyone sort of let their guard down. Oh, totally. All right, so the Vikings are back, and now they got the Cardinals. So this will this will be no problem. I think that was the year too. Like Priest Whoops. Holmes, you know, had like thirty touchdowns yes, or something. Holmes. Like Priest Holmes that's was good. unreal that year. That's yeah, one of the point. great early two thousands fantasy football players. <laughs> Priest Holmes had a run there. Just just randomly here, Ontario Smith in that game, twenty one carries, a buck forty six, three touchdowns. Wow, ran all sod. over the Chiefs. Sad steal of the draft, man. Got that Wizenator in his road luggage, sure. Um, all right, uh, question number two here for you guys, which, by the way, is powered by our friends at Brainerd International Raceway. That's a super fun spot. Summertime, racing season, Rubbin's racing. Rubbin's racing, boys. 
Judd says it all the time. Rubbing oh, is racing. Yeah, I walk around the house saying it. <laughs> and, and then Don's like, stop saying that. That's weird. Yeah, you're, being you creepy. Should, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, but live racing is back at Brandon International Raceway, July 16th to the 18th, the second annual Jed Copham Memorial Race. And uh, they're going to be all summer long, by the way. There's going to be events. So check out Brainerd International Raceway, BIRMN.com for ticket and camping packages if you want to get your camp on. Question number two. So it was announced this week the Dallas Cowboys will be featured on Hard Knocks this season, HBO's Hard Knocks. Mm -hmm. Which team would you rather see this year on Hard Knocks? I tweeted this. Yeah, it's very close to home. Very close to home. The Packers, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd be super. Mike fun. Zimmer. Mike Zimmer. Right now, and, and it's because of the rules. Because I believe if you make the playoffs, if you've made what made the playoffs in the past two years, you don't have to participate, or you're not considered. But if Mike Zimmer leaves the Vikings with this team never having appeared on Hard Knocks, boys, it's going to be a crime. Like. Zimmer is the defensive coordinator of the Bengals was the star of the show because he can't help himself. That's the right. F-bombs fly. That's right. Um, and right now we're in line for the Vikings to never appear on Hard Knocks with Zim as coach. That, to me, is so sad because he would – I'm sure he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. I'm sure he would object. But I don't think he could contain himself once he did do it. So – yeah, the Vikings. I, I think the conflict there is like it, it sounds really good on paper because I would love like undercover Zim or like like hidden mics on Zim and just to hear what he wants to do or what like what, what he says to some players in training camp. But I just don't know if he would do the buy-in. You know, like I don't I don't know if it would be as cool as we probably think it is. I like it, I like it would be cool, but I don't know. I don't think he could help himself with the language where it would get to the point where because the team can watch it first, but I think that they would say, Mike, we have to use something, and everything that you say has an effort in it. <laughs> yeah, I would love, love, love to see a Hard Knocks edition, five episodes behind the scenes Vikings. And you're right, like it, it's kind of a shame that we're going to wind up going, you know, even if he sticks around for another year, like probably not going to happen next year. So we're going to go the whole Mike Zimmer era with no Hard Knocks. Uh, honestly, it would be so much fun to document what's happening with the Packers right now. And right. just the, because there would have to be some type of behind the scenes access, right? You couldn't just you couldn't have the Packers on hard knocks and not release some of the behind the scenes footage that they capture about those conversations. And it would make them squirm. It's the most like they just want to, it's the most benign organization. They're always trying to stay out of controversies. And when the stuff like this happens, it's like yep. they just freak out. They don't know what to do. Their their president Mark Murphy starts posting weird blogs on Packers.com. I just like I need it, and I, if Aaron Rodgers were to show up to training camp, oh my god, like it would be amazing. Oh my gosh, who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lake shore? Look at all those weeds. Oh, that is the worst cabin on the lake. Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me. They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep, just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lake shore weed free. Don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside. Oh, now who's the busybody? Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. I, I would obviously Dan Campbell the Lions would be an absolute blast too. Oh, that God. would be that would be the prime one. Dan Campbell. The, they cut to Dan Campbell. He's just standing by his bed in the middle of the night with glowing just, eyes, just, just a eating hatchet. a raw piece of meat. He, just, yeah. just cutting his fingernails with hatchets, just <laughs> cutting them right off there. Yeah, absolutely. Just chopping his fingers Dan off. Dan Campbell has like 
at all times a full turkey right by his bed and just rips a leg off and pack it. A live turkey just rips a leg off. Uh, All right, question number three here. Which Vikings team in history, if you could go back, would you like to have seen documented on Hard Knocks? Oh, in history? So training camp Vikings. Yeah, I would say for sure a Tice team. Tice on Hard Knocks would have been outstanding, and he would have loved it and played it up to the hilt. So if I could have picked one of, of his teams, I would probably say 2004, because you still had Moss, who who would have been a wild card. Culpepper, who would have at least participated. But I think, yeah, 2004, that team, and Tice would have, because I think Tice would have taken stuff that most teams demanded be cut out and demanded it be left in. So yeah, Tice, Tice loved the media, loved doing his weekly radio show. That was one of my first jobs in media was interning for no money for the Mike Tice radio show. <laughs> and he just like, he would have been super fun behind the scenes. Yeah, um, I, I would say, I, you know, I I can't get enough of that Brett Favre behind yep. the scenes stuff. I think we kind of feel like it's all kind of been told now, but just to see more of the Brett Favre 2009 preseason or even 2010 you know, he didn't show up for the Mankato portion, but they still film going up to the That's what I was gonna say, though, preseason too, game. But keep, keep in mind, a lot of the episodes in 2009 and 10 would have been in Mankato without Favre, and I think Childress would have been very boring. <laughs> what do you think? Really? So, but, if, <laughs> but if you could have, or no, I know it, no, but I'm saying if you could have Favre in Mankato, it would have been great. But yeah. since he wasn't, I think it would have been really disappointing. And then, like, the last two, <laughs> Brett, it'd, it'd be like, and then Brett Favre arrived. Although seeing the car driving from the St. Paul airport, the chili uh, car, chili bringing bread in would have been amusing. Dex, what about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, the 2010 one would be pretty dang fun. I'm trying to think of a of a Zimmer team, but like, you know, maybe it would be, it would be kind of just cool to see like the emotional side of the 2016 training camp with Teddy going down. What that would be like, and then obviously like trading for Bradford, just like the behind the like I would love behind the scenes like uh viewpoint of the meeting room of what are we going right so Teddy is out what's our move first round pick they want a first round pick should yeah. we do it i would love we i would to do love it. to yeah. hear all that do yeah it, it. those like trade discussions behind the scenes all about that for sure football all right all right question for uh, a little get get to know Mackie and Judd and Declan question here what are the three movies that you guys have seen the most in your life mhm I actually had to give this one some thought. Because Judd a- only watches hockey and football and doesn't watch movies unless <laughs> no, it's no. Mackie and Judd movie review franchise. No, there are certain films I've watched, and if they're on cable, especially if they're, they're on a channel that doesn't bleep out the language, I can't turn away from. So that leads to it, my first one. Is my best friend's wedding now in your top three after oh, watching no, it again? No, in fact, it's fallen way farther than it was before <laughs> we reviewed it. I'm saying uh, I know you've watched it at least twice, so it must be knocking on the door of the top no. three most watched for you. I watched Goodfellas about 87 times, okay? <laughs> I love that movie. That's I mean there is that is the perfect film. So that's on my list. Not surprisingly Slapshot, I've seen a ton oh, is on my list. Yep. And the third one I was having trouble with because there's a few there's a lot of them that sort of I've, you know, seen but I don't know if it's a but I'm going to go with because it's on all the time and I usually stop and watch it. Roadhouse. Oh yeah. Roadhouse, Roadhouse is still on all the time. Love All the time. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Well, prime Pete's Patrick. Crazy. Roadhouse. That's good. Yeah. That's good Peter Griffin. Um, for me, uh, 
It's it's my all time favorite movie, and I I do watch actually watch it on Fourth of July because I think it's actually a very sneaky good Fourth of July movie. Dazed and Confused. Um, it's my oh, all time yeah. favorite all film. Right, all, all right, right, all right. I mean, so many iconic characters in that movie. Um, another one for me, and it's it's by default because you watch it every season, but also it's probably the movie every one of my siblings would say they've seen the most too, and it's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I, I, yeah, I can I can recite that. I think if someone blindfolded me, I could recite the whole film like front to back. It is it is one of my all time favorite movies, Christmas or not. Just an amazing movie. So you know, damn I kind of like mentally I've sort of left Christmas movies out of this. But to that point, Elf for me would be like I've yeah. probably seen Elf just as much as I'd see, I've seen every other movie because it's always on every year right yeah and the final one this is uh, kind of embarrassing but also it's the movie I rented the most from Blockbuster all the time as a kid and it's a terrible film and I'm probably you could probably pull the world and I probably have seen it the most and it's the original Mortal Kombat what? I loved the video game a lot and the original movie and they actually just redid it on HBO Max a few months ago the original Mortal Kombat we could honestly maybe mix it into action movie because I know it's fantasy and Judd doesn't like fantasy but it's so bad it is so bad I think we could possibly do it I have seen that movie and I rented that movie every Friday night at Blockbuster so many bleeping times Um, it it definitely I've seen it. I've seen it way too many times. So yeah, the original. You used to love Mortal the video. Kombat. This is like the 1995 version of it. Is yes. that what you're saying? Yes. So I used to be all in on the video game. I don't know if I've ever seen the movie though. Oh, it's it's horrible. It is. It's only it's 44 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not. I mean, there it could be so, far worse. So they made it, and they made a second one to Annihilation, which came out a couple years later with like half of the original cast and half new people from the recurring cast, which was weird. Like Raiden was different, and I think. Uh, some other like Sonya Blade was different, but then they just remade the new one on HBO Max, and it was okay. It was obviously it's Mortal Kombat, so it was super super gory. Um, but that, it it is so bad, and I th- I think we honestly could do it on Mackie and Judd. I think we wow. could. So Bridget Wilson played Sonya Blade in that yep. movie. She was what she was uh, Veronica Vaughn in yes in uh, Billy Madison. Yes, <laughs> that Veronica Vaughn that is one Veronica Van of Ace. Me and her got it on. I know no. from experience, dude. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't at all. <laughs> Actually, Billy Billy Madison is in my top five. It's like an honorable yeah, mention. For right, movies, me this is movies we've seen the most, right? Yeah. Um, Dumb and Dumber is in my three. We used to put that movie on even in high school and just like at gatherings. It would just be on in the background, yeah. right? Uh, Rounders. Great late 1990s underground poker movie, Matt Damon, Ed Norton, a bunch of other prominent stars. Another movie that, like, when we would play poker for quarters in high school and college, we'd just put it on loop for six hours, right? And then Rocky Four is probably the movie that I've seen the most. Very much by choice, not in the background, just all in engaged. One of the great soundtracks of all time, Rocky Four. so... Yeah, let us know. We want to know in the YouTube comment sections, what are the movies, the three movies you guys have seen the most in your life that you're pretty sure if, if they pulled all of America that you would show up as as a, a top connoisseur of that movie. Hit us up on the Purple Daily uh, YouTube comment section. So, all right, that's a wrap on Four Question Friday here today, boys. We got four. Good session. Yeah, played, four. All, played all four. Fourth yeah, quarter. Repeat. Yeah. Fourth quarter. Fourth down. All right, thanks for hanging out with us. Daily Vikings Entertainment here on Purple Daily. Mackie, Judd, Declan, we'll see you guys later.